0: We express our praise and gratitude to Allah Taala. We seek blessings upon the Prophet So, <coughs> last day of class. Remind me at the end of class um, of a of a surprise um, for oh yes, at least some people's heads uh, uh, for something else where you do not have to end your your Evening class, uh, career tonight. Okay, so so first, just initial things. Let's do you know last lessons and such, and then we'll also take a brief look at your final exam, and uh, and then from there we will do um, just other like uh, last discussions. So uh, <laughs> let's go back to our usual share screen. In, when we speak in the context of the Quran, uh, usually, very, very often, uh, what we are looking at is uh, what is it telling me to do? If you're someone who is newer in your relationship with the actual content of the Qur'an, is there anything frightening? For example, all the attacks that Islamophobes give. give, uh, Is there anything that that, uh, uh, I need to worry about, be prepared for, and such? And often, (coughs) There is a lack of focus. So if you think back to the very, very first assignment, the, or no, the second uh, uh, required assignment, which was the underlying assignment, And just repeat that for those who who, uh, are not familiar with it or those who have forgotten or those who want to pretend like they have forgotten. The uh, underlining assignment was what? Uh, Get a translation if you cannot already understand the Quranic Arabic. If you can understand the Quranic Arabic, then use that. And with a pencil or pen, if you're using an actual mushaf, use a pencil, but if you're using a translation, pen is fine. And starting from page one, uh, with the goal of doing a minimum of 20 ayahs a day, underline anytime time there's a reference to Allah. And that includes the name Allah or God. It includes the, uh, the attributes of Allah. It includes pronouns that are referring to Allah. So you alone we worship, you would underline you. And, and so try to do a minimum of 20 ayahs a day consistently. If you miss a day, fine. Don't make it up, just continue to reflect on. And part of the goal there is to give you focus in your text. And to shift it away from what is the Quran telling me to do, to shift it away from, okay, are there things that are frightening that I'm going to have to explain to somebody? And what we're going to explore today when we go through the text is that much of the Quran is guiding us to perceive Allah in particular ways. Often when someone is imagining the Quran, they're imagining it all to be a set of rules and regulations. And as we've discussed before, that's less than even 10% of the text. 90% of the text is is focused more, as we said, on your thinking. And the most important aspect of your thinking is how do you perceive Allah Taala and his relationship with you. And so the underlying assignment, the goal is to direct us towards that. And then in terms of the fundamental sentiments we've discussed so far, we have gratitude versus ingratitude, which we said was a form of anger. We have despair. One point that I didn't mention was the name Iblis is the one who has despaired. We've talked about fear and hope. This was in the metaphors about about the rainstorm and that fear contains hope, home contains fear. And then what is hope without any fear? This is what the people of Taqwa have towards the akhira, certainty. And so we're saying that a foundational attitude is you know, to sound corny with a rhyme is the attitude of gratitude, and so that was the the first assignment. And what was the first assignment? The first assignment was to live to list out five things from the past twenty four hours that you should be grateful for. That's his things. You know, it's funny. The class that I do before this is with my daughters, nieces, and some nephews. And if I write anything short of perfect, they just go on the attack. Is that an A? Is that a seven? And for each one, say, Alhamdulillah. Try to say it from within yourself. Plus the dua in Surah -Ah, Surah 46, Ayah 15. that's the second uh uh or that was the first assignment and then we also have the issue running throughout the entire text is connections which led into the umma uh relationships this is more than a sentiment but these are all part of the Quranic worldview, and you remember the third command is especially focused on you know how we how we interact with with other believers, and so that was also the foundation of the an optional assignment. which was to list out 30, your 30 primary relationships, categorize them, and evaluate them. Evaluate your part in them. This is an exercise that I highly recommend that you do. Uh, you'll find it to be, uh, Uh, in some ways a therapeutic exercise in terms of getting a sense of what it is you're doing what you need to be doing and then I said that one's an optional one and I'm more than happy to to explore that with you and then have uh, follow-up assignments and I'm saying that this is related to your Iman okay so a therapist naturally is going to be looking at these things also especially look at trauma abuse and those things and what is healthy from that aspect I'm saying, I'm tying this in with with your Iman. And then there there is the other assignment, the other optional assignment, which is while you're starting from page one underlining, start from the back and with one surah per day, read through it and reflect upon it, including taking notes, jotting down questions and such. And then go through from the last surah, moving earlier and earlier. Okay, so these are some of the the the, the big points. The the last thing I want to approach as we are going through the Quran itself is to revisit what does each section say about Allah Ta'ala. And so (laughs) it's easier if you pull out your own translation. I I don't want to put it on the screen because I want to leave the whiteboard on the screen. So again, what, are, what is the overall course? What are the passages we've, we've covered? We have in Surah one, Al-Fatiha. So we're just gonna say ayahs uh, one through four and then five through seven. And we're going to summarize what do we see in those passages, what is being stated about Allah? So six through seven, eight through sixteen, seventeen through twenty, and then. And in fact, let's even make it more precise for our purposes, 23. Oh, sorry, that's 22. If you think about these are all the subsections, it might be a good thing to write this down if you don't have it for your final No, this is a mistake. I keep making these mistakes. Some of you are like, ha ah. OK. Uh, 25 is on its own. OK. And then we have. Okay, so that's the whole thing. That's everything we've covered, all the little subsections. Although I'm leaving out 27 or 29 and 30, but this is pretty much everything that we've covered piece by piece. And so if you look in your, 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 your translation or in your Mus'haf, and if you skim through the Basmala, Bismillah Rahman Rahim, Alhamdulillahi uh, Rabbil Alameen, ar ar Maliki Either in the microphone or in the chat, look at what does it tell us about Allah Ta'ala. Try to simplify it as much as possible. And then, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll note these things down. Chat is disabled. Chat is disabled? Oh my goodness. Okay, Chad should be undisabled now. So what do we have stated about Allah Ta'ala in this first section? Essentially, that Allah is merciful. So we're talking about the mercy, the emphasis on the mercy of Allah. And also keep in mind that Rahmah, we said, is two parts, mercy and closeness. Good. What about the second uh, part of Al-Fatiha? Anyone? Start talking, typing, or we'll just sit here. Okay. We are asking him for guidance. So what are we saying? Provider of guidance. Now, what would we infer about Allah Ta'ala with alif la'min? Again, by the time we finish this, it's all going to seem like common sense, but we're also going to see the foundations of the whole worldview. Unknowable, or that uh, we would speak of him as knowing and unlimited or beyond limits. He knows what we don't know. I guess. Okay. Subtle would also be uh, potentially part of that. Okay, now look through what it says about the people of Taqwa and focus on what is being stated about a law here. It's a number of things. So they believe in the unseen. They establish the law. They spend of what we have bestowed upon them. They um, they believe in what has been revealed to you, Muhammad peace be upon him. What has been revealed to those before you? they're certainly hereafter. We have quite a bit here. In fact, I'm probably going to have to. So he is guide. What else? Provider. And I'm going to include that in terms of, of um, uh, what is that, um, in terms of also providing uh, guidance and also certain of the hereafter, one of the points of uh, related to mercy, he is also judge. So I guess I can make this I thought as we sing a lot more. So looking at ayah 6 and 7, what does that say about Olotella? Okay So he veils. What else? Yeah, in fact, fe- seals is, is a better word. And he punishes. Okay, yes. Uh, very often students will come to, to my office and punishment is their default view of, of Alatella. Okay. okay. What about is Aya, uh, eight through 16? Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> there are those who believe in, let's say, they believe in Allah on the last day, but they really do not believe, and they seek to fool Allah. Okay, I cannot be deceived. And what else? Yeah. So he lets people stray. So one point to take from all this is think of Alatala as active. So I spoke of angels as being God's robots. But I kept emphasizing they have self-consciousness. They have the ability to question Allah. They just don't have the ability to disobey, meaning they're not automatons. Uh, Very often when uh, in our community, people are imagining Allah, they're imagining Allah, so to speak, almost as inanimate. And I want you to try to conceive of Allah as, for lack of a better term, as active. Okay, looking into the metaphors. Some of these Allah says directly, he takes away their light, Uh, he surrounds the disbelievers, renders people blind. So we're gonna say he controls light. He encompasses, the word that's being translated as as, uh, he surrounds the disbelievers, mohit. It's the idea here is that imagine you're an island and the ocean is surrounding you. And he also controls your sight and your hearing. All right. Looking at I-21, 22, what does it say about Allah? One is, okay, so that's what we are doing with Allah. But what does it say about Allah? He he is the creator. And made the world for us. Outward to inward, uh, I think is is uh, is a pretty wise um, way to look at this. Uh, can we say maintainer too? Yeah, he's rub. That's one thing that's that's also up here at the top. Rub is very hard to 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 simplify. Twenty-three and twenty-four. So, make it even simpler than only Allah can assist. One thing we're saying is that Allah Allah sent down revelation and He made hell. In fact, for sent revelation, let's go back to our term. He's guide. The main hell part again for you and I is, is pretty simple and straightforward. Uh, I have students who are either Christian or were Christians and and struggle in terms of placing the devil and see the devil as the one who is controlling hell. And I say not in our tradition. The devil is going to be going to hell. It's angels that are, that are sort of the ones who are running everything. And Allah tells us running everything, including the angels. Okay, what about Ayah 25? Yeah. So he made heaven and he is the rewarder. 26 and 27. What else do we have? Enlightens or confuses, right? He guides or he lets astray. And right before that, what else do we have? That... that, He is not, let's put this, not shy. Which again, some of us might think, okay, you know, God's not shy, how does that apply? But that it is not, uh, that Allah is not determined or his actions are not determined by public perception and he guides and lets astray. Okay, 28 and 29. Giver of life to death. He is also our destination. And created all for us. Yeah, creator of the seven heavens. Okay, then let's get into the origin story. What is Ayah 30 to 33? What does it say about Alatella? Either directly or what we might infer. Yeah, so he knows all. And he... He he does what he wills. His choices are independent of us, not dependent upon us. And then he made humans as Khalifas, which includes, I'm going to put that under does what he wills. He also assigns roles. In fact, let's keep it. And then the prostration. He commands. Omar al Khadra, I don't understand the point about uh, ignorance of Shaitan. Yeah, so that would be focused on. Shaitan. here we're essentially focusing on what does, what do these passages say about Allah Now what we can also say, uh, based on other uh, uh, parts, is that he also grants requests. I'm going to put that in parentheses, because it, technically that's not in this passage, it's in the story, but not the passage. And he also assigns value. Meaning he's telling the angels prostrate before Adam. And we said symbolically, well, how are we understanding that? That Adam is of higher stature than, than the angels, even though their actual prostration is to Allah. And then 35 and 39, Uh, again, commands, right? Go anywhere you want, uh, participate of whatever you want. But here's some limits. Again, he's guide, and he's forgiver, and punisher. And then uh, you're probably still writing that, but then I just realized that one of the fundamental sentiments we also spoke about was the relationship between fear and grief. How to negotiate them. Okay. So when we're speaking about this course, the course we said is all about the worldview. The goal is complete surrender to Allah. That part we know. And so all of these attributes are part of the process of our surrender. And we also said the, neat, the, the most innate desire that a person has, the most innate yearning that a person has is return to Allah. So the goal is to to try to increasingly increasingly appreciate Allah according to how Allah Ta'ala defines himself. Now, one point to think about is that Allah Ta'ala, as we mentioned in a previous class, he is not limited by the attributes that he shares with us, right? So you speak about the 99 names of Allah, if you add more attributes that we have in the Quran, then the number, uh, uh, or actions of the ground, the number might go up to 120. That is not giving us a sum total of Allah. I think obviously we understand that. And so he's not limited by that. He's not limited by the fact that he's not limited by that. And then the actual meaning of all these things that we're looking at, all these different attributes that we've listed out here, all the different ways to understand Allah, the true meaning of them Is whatever Allah Ta'ala defines. So see what we're saying? Part of the submission to Allah, if I'm at the Islam level, once again, what do we say the actual goal was? The goal was to get closer to Allah. That's the goal. And then along the way, these are dimensions of faith you will develop. Here, at this level, the goal with Allah is obedience. Yeah, and so we've had three commands related to obedience. Command one, I twenty one. Command two, I twenty two. And then command three, I twenty five, as well as what to do—a prescription for doubt. And so once again, we said this is the realm of the Sharia. This is the realm of the body. And then at the iman level, we said this is the realm of aqidah. This is the realm of the mind. And so we spoke about this as focus. And in the context of what we're speaking about here, noting the attributes of Allah. And then here we said, this is the realm of of the Sufi, of the Sawuf. This is the realm of the heart. And so here, the essential goal is complete submission, interaction, we can use numerous points here, but essentially intimacy. Meaning, here we're seeking intimacy with Allah, and this is so far what we have learned about Allah. And part of intimacy is this complete surrender. And so that in a nutshell, based on what we've covered so far, is the worldview of Quran. So far. At some point, we will have course two, inshallah, which is ayahs. Can I go back? Yeah, I'll go back in just a second, inshallah. 40 to 74, which is the decline of the children of Israel. Uh, Musab, is this what you're looking for, the screen? Yes. Okay. So what else to take from this, that our attempt to get closer to Allah is holistic. It's every part of our being. Okay, so having said that, <coughs> uh, I'll give you all a few more moments just to note down any, everything. Let's take a look at the final exam. And then uh, we will also look at uh, a few other things. So I worked late into the night to finish up your final exam. And uh, let's see. Uh, I'll go back to all the screens in in just a moment, Inshallah. In fact, you know what? Let me uh, let me just save all these. Okay. In fact, uh, Shazi, is this the screen you're looking at? You're looking for, or is it this? This one. I'll give you just a moment. Uh, let me know when you're done. Oh, you got it, okay. All righty, so let's stop share for a second. Let's go to Al, not Al-Qur'an, we'll go to... So right here, hopefully this will work. And hopefully I won't go to Goofy Pages Pandemic Quran Class. So you notice a few things here. Okay, those of you who have not yet gone here, your final exam was three parts. Okay. okay. Now keep in mind, I'm not grading this like this is some college entrance exam or anything like that. Okay, this is part of the point of the exam is to hammer in to really internalize the. Uh, uh, the the material that's inside of us or the, the material that we've covered. That's the goal. The goal is not to test you. The goal is to help you internalize everything. Okay. And then these are the recordings. And so shortly I'll be posting class 25. Usually it usually takes a, a bit of time for it to process through Zoom. And then as many as I could salvage, uh, I have whiteboards, uh, but they're, Totally out of order. Good. So let's take a look at Surah Al Fatiha, shall we? Uh, copy link. Okay, so you'll see it's only four pages, a mere four pages. And let's see, if we'll, okay, it's not even going to let me go forward. Uh, wait, what if I do, Sam? Oh, yeah, okay, leave. Okay, so so here are the questions. Please give me, oh, you know what? Did I ask for your name? Yeah, there it is, okay. Because I don't even know all of you. super so Fundamentals, explain the relationship between the Islamic sciences, the Quran, the Prophet, Son, Al-Fatihah, the Bismillah, and the B. Uh, the questions are often more frightening than the actual process of giving the answers. Think of what we said. That the entirety of the Islamic sciences trace themselves back to the Prophet and the Quran, peace be upon him, which trace themselves back to al-Fatiha, which trace themselves back to Bismillah rahman rahim which traces itself back to the B. And the essence B is connection. See, that's simple. And so, so don't overthink these questions. And there's also an extra credit, which we will touch on briefly in just a moment, inshallah. When we recite Al-Fatiha, Allah says his servant has praised him, glorified him, and has celebrated his majesty. To whom is he saying this, and what are the benefits for us from, uh, from this conversation he is having? Okay, but all these questions you will find to be very, very straightforward. Okay. No, nothing here is a trick. Uh, the Al-Baqarah exam, is, so you'll see this one is 110 points. The Al-Baqarah exam is a little bit larger. It is a mere, mere 270 points. So that's about twice the size of the Al-Fatiha. Yeah. Sura fundamentals. Uh, talk about the names of the suras And what do we say? That more they provide ident- identification than actual summary. Okay, Simple. Outline of the sura. That you've seen me write 300 times. Okay. And then give also a detailed outline of this particular section. So one outline of the sura is the four parts here, then all the different parts, you know, the models of belief and rejection, so forth and so on. Explain lessons from the first ayah, alif lami. It's not as scary as this looks. For this vocabulary, Kitab, Taqwa, Ghaib, Gufur, nifaq, Fisk. Oh, look at this, Allah Ta'ala in the Surah. Is that what we just did today? Masha'allah. okay. Models of belief and rejection. Talk about the attributes of the people of Tukwa, the people of, Kof, the people of Nifak, so forth and so on. And then we also said you can extrapolate from them a fourth model of belief and rejection. And then we get into the metaphors. Explain the man killing the fire, people in the rainstorm, people under lightning. Okay. And then we have the commands. Explain each of the commands. What are they telling me to do? And then we have the keys for misguidance. Explain them. What's common among the keys to misguidance? Misconduct. Talked about the human being. Okay. So what are the parts of the self? For example, ma- uh, body, mind, heart, soul. Explain the fitzrah. And we have origins. Three types of beings in this narrative. Okay. We have angels, jinns, humans. Talk about the announcement, the prostration, the tree, and then summarize the details of Allah's closing teachings. See, it's actually very, very straightforward. And then we have the other exam. This requires a little bit more reflection, but still it's very, very straightforward. Islamic ideas. Good. And I keep mentioning muzaffar's course. Okay, you don't need to go outside of this course to give answers. If you're doing that, you're doing the wrong work. You're doing too much work. So dimensions of faith. Oh, look at this. Explain the impact one's internalized, Perception of Allah will have on how they regard life. How I regard Allah in my heart is going to influence how I interpret what happens in my life. Explain uh, explain the impact one's perception of Islam will have on how they practice Islam. This we talked about when we speak of how do we consider the straight path, okay. And then talk about Islam, Iman, Ihsan. If you're looking for reminders on source material, this is actually all from the Hadith of Jibreel. If you Google that, you can find that, but you don't need to, inshallah. And then connect each of the dimensions of faith with parts of the human, heart, body, mind, or body, mind, heart. What should a Muslim do if they're struggling with doubt? Some of these questions are found uh um also in the other uh, other tests life what are the four phases of life you have pre-eternity you have womb and you have dunya worldly life you have oh actually you know what there's five there's four lines okay and then the transitions between them which would be birth resurrection so forth and so on entering a mother's womb what is the point of allah testing us And one is just to test this. And another is each test is a doorway to get closer to Allah. The five tests, obedience, ease, struggle, uh, difficult decisions, forgiveness. So explain each of those and how to pass them. Sentiments and perception. Oh, did we just review this today? Wow, mashallah. Gratitude, ingratitude, anger, certainty, hope, fear, despair, and that. How should, I, how should I regard my future in terms of what Allah Ta'ala has in store for me? Should my default be which one of these and why? Or how should I regard, when I think of what Allah Ta'ala has in store for me, how should I be concerned about uh, how I'm going to respond? What should be my default? Likewise, how should I perceive the day of judgment? My judgment, what should be my default? And then sectarianism and histories. What's the fundamentals of Sunni doctrine, Prophet and the Quran, peace be upon him, Sahaba, scholars, ummah? Shia doctrine, Ibadi doctrine, heteroprax, heterodox, uh, heterodox is basically anybody who doesn't fit in the top three. Oh, explain what should be the approach of the contemporary Muslim in looking at the history they have inherited. That That is your inheritance, and you are creating the legacy for the future. Oh, am I giving you all the answers? Uh, brief history of major Muslim empires. You can focus on the big ones. You don't have to have everything. And then the Islamic sciences. So these last two questions are from the last two days. Okay. So here is my tentative plan. Plan number two is that, uh, is that uh, when the Ramadan begins, we can get into course two. And to be eligible to course two, you have to make significant uh, progress on each of these. You do not have to complete them. It's more important for me that you internalize each of the answers to the questions than you just get a perfect score on this. So if you can show me that you've made significant progress, and significant progress is, I don't know, 25%? good, then that is sufficient to take the next course. And the key reason is, again, I don't want this to be just, you know, uh, entertainment and consumption. I want us to really, really internalize these things and these ideas. Does that sound fair? 25%? 25% sounds like a piece of cake. Good. Good. That's number two. Number one, a surprise course in between. If this so interests you, So in the class, can you see our submission if we're not done? Okay. Uh, Oh, yeah. So here's a question. So, so, and someone can help me with this. When I go to the settings, it says respondents can, can edit after submission. So if you're going through using your Google account, I believe you can submit and still go back and add more. If anyone wants to experiment, I couldn't figure out how to do it um, and, and try that. We can test it. Okay. And so so the point is that it's fine if you keep submitting, that'll save it, inshallah. And I'll see at my end that it's not a complete final. And so, so that's how I believe that works. If you see anything else in all of these, um, you're gonna get a receipt. Um, you can have as many responses as you want. Okay, uh, the, uh, all the links and everything is right here. Multitasking. Okay. okay, so, and then you can see how far you've gotten. I thought about sh- um, uh, uh, shuffling the, um, uh, the, the questions but I decided not, we'll make it easier. Okay. And then, and then this is all quizzes, so make this as a quiz. You'll get your results later after manual review. I mean, I'm going to have to go through however many uh, answers there are. Uh, the an- So so the link I've also given many times, the link is tinyurl.com slash pandemic on class. Okay. Okay. So if anyone knows of anything else, I should change in the settings. Uh, uh, let me know. Okay. Uh, so that's Google's form version of save and continue later. I believe that's that's exactly what it is. Uh, Basit, can it be multiple choice in your case? Your multiple choice is essentially going to be either fail or fail. Okay. Um, uh, Basir, so so as mentioned, um, I'm, uh, I'd am i like at least 25%, oh, sorry, pay, uh, fail and not pass. Uh, I'd like at least 25% completed by the time Ramadan begins, which is a week. Yeah. Otherwise, there's no deadline because it is more important for me that you internalize the material. So another way to do this is try to get as much done as you can before Ramadan, and try to address a question like a day. I think you can't hit next because all the questions are required, so that you can't submit it partially completed. Really? Okay. Hmm. We'll have to figure this out. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, I mean, worst case scenario is it possible for you to make your own Google Doc with your answers that you copy and paste? You know, maybe that can work. Okay, so any other questions about this? So the link, once again, to this page, which is kind of goofy putting it here, tiny URL. I mean, I'm giving you the link to this page, so, so that's going to be kind of, uh, this doesn't really help putting it here. Oh, you can also put an X in the boxes to go on to the next page if that will be easier for you to review. That works too. Yeah. Go. Okay. Do you want us to fill it out without looking at it? Our... No, no, no. This is open notes. You're welcome to use whatever resources that you want except for calling on me. So so the Mirza family is all allowed to work on this together uh, and olfat is like, I got no friends in this class, I don't know any new people. But you're also allowed to work with other people in, in, in this class together. Each person must submit their own. Open notes, open human being, whatever you like. Uh, Ahant, you, you raised your hand. Yeah, so with regarding um, the class number two, yeah, how far into Ramadan would that start? And can we change the time? I feel around in you know, will be kind of hectic, if you will. Very, very good point. Uh, okay, then here's what I need y'all to do. Uh, as well as you can translate to Chicago time, can you please contact me and and uh, let me know of time slots that work for you, and and then we'll see, you know, what we can what we can fit in. So uh, hypothetically. Suppose we did it Chicago time, uh, uh, 6 p.m. Uh, Would that work? Uh, We can make it a doodle poll. Uh, That's actually a really good point. Uh, But I don't have any of your email addresses. So, okay, okay, okay. Uh, Okay, Sara, let's do this. If you can make the doodle poll, I really, really appreciate that. And we'll put the link right here in this document with an announcement, please you know, let me know um, when, uh, uh, please fill out the doodle poll. Excellent, thank you very much, um, Sara. Uh, Romeo, he can put on the Google Doc, yeah, perfect. Uh, actually, this whole Google Doc is Romeo's idea, I believe, so If you remove the asterisks from all the questions, it would allow people to move further into the test without completing everything. Oh, really? Okay, then let me, let me try to, to do that, inshallah. The basic point is that everything is a required question. Any other questions before we get into just this last small portion of the lesson as well as the surprise class? Okay, just a comment. You really took advantage of Loyal's Easter break compiling this exam. Mashallah. Yeah, I did. All right, okay, so surprise class. As I was saying, so and 10.5 uh, five hours uh, behind in Chicago. Technically, you're actually 10.5 hours ahead, I believe, because you're in India. Yeah, mashallah. All right. So, uh, so we're uh, Adnan Rahman is in this class. Hey, Adnan, can you un microphone your mic and say salam to everybody? Okay. Assalamualaikum. <laughs> I, can make I it think a little I can bit, turn on the lights here. A little bit less creepy. Okay. So, okay. In this Islamic pandemic road class document undertaker, uh, yeah, you will yeah. see Islamic yeah. renaissance readings. Okay. So, a common teacher for Adnan and I who passed away about 10 years ago is this figure from the from Pakistan. Uh, Israr Ahmad, he's a teacher for a number of us in this in this uh, group. And so we had the idea that, okay, how about if over the course of the next week we go through this text, Islamic Renaissance, the real task ahead. Very, very short text. It's probably better to call it a pamphlet. And it has ten subsections. And so Adnan, who is completing his PhD from Boston College, and I can't even describe for you what his topic is. It's like semiotics of nationalism or something like that. It's Boston University. Oh, Boston University. Oh, you guys are online for for the fall, inshallah. Okay. (laughs) So... Uh, so if you are interested, we are going to meet same time until Ramadan and Adnan is going to be teaching this course, Islamic Renaissance, the real task ahead. So in the way the last, those last few slides uh, or a few slides from the last couple of days gave you this high overview of Islamic history as well as Islamic movements, then, uh, uh, this is going to be a critique, especially of the modern period with prescriptions of what needs to be done. So, so a question Malahad was posting, Dr. Malahad was posting yesterday, was, you know, okay, 300 years, we haven't done anything. And so here, far Ahmad, who has long since passed away, is, is giving his prescription, which I believe you'll find to be a very, very beneficial class, inshallah. Uh, you don't have to confirm attendance, it's basically just show up again tomorrow, just like you have been starting tomorrow, inshallah. Um, and so the link for this, is is right here. Um, and in fact, you know what? It's a good thing, Dr. that you asked me if it's a slang with a link, but let me see how far I've organized this class to go. Yeah, we're good, we're good, inshallah. Um, I have this set until at least uh, Sunday, and so I'll extend it to, to, to Ramadan, inshallah. Hmm. So I thought, you know, for all those of you who, who wanted some more learning, uh, I'll still be in the class also. I'll also be participating uh, and and I'll also moderate. So it's easier for, for, for Adnan, soon to be Dr. Adnan, inshallah, for him to focus on the class. And I'll be focusing on the chat box and all those things. So Omari, uh, is this class, since there's going to be a new class, can we able to share with the new other people? Or? You, know, you can only share it. Uh, you can't announce it on group lists or anything like that. No, no, like for some couple of friends. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, All of you can do that. Okay. So, so, uh, so once again, here, all of you are invited to to participate. My recommendation, link on doc, it's, uh, it's, it's basically in the same document right here, Islamic Renaissance readings. Again, the whole book, if you sat down, and and uh, read the whole book, will probably literally take you about 15 minutes. It's a pamphlet, yeah. Try to read at least three, first three sections. Okay, so it's 10 sections, and his request is that you read the first three sections. The assumption we're gonna make is that most people probably are not, but for your benefit, it is better that you do it. Uh, Shazia, please consider doing a few sessions on Reconstruction of Religious thought, and Islam. Uh, I've done uh, a bunch of classes like that one-on-one and that could be something we can put in the, pi- in the pipeline, inshallah. Uh, what else? I listed off all the times between two and six in the Google Do- uh, Doodle. Uh, I think that's perfect, yeah, for Mayan. Uh, let's just make it uh, two to seven, inshallah, if you don't mind. And then I also, I'm gonna, I have a class with my daughters and nieces and nephews, which I'm gonna have to move around anyway for the same purposes of uh, Ramadan. Okay. So, any other questions about? Uh, uh, so, the Zoom link uh, until further notice is still the same. Okay. Everything is literally still the same. It's just the topic is different, the teacher is different. Okay. And and I mean to give you a little bit more about about Adnan. I've known him for for over twenty years, mashallah. And uh, like we said, he's getting his PhD from Boston University. And then he also studied extensively in Malaysia, um, and, and and so he has very strong grounding in multiple sciences. Mashallah. And so uh, I'm actually looking forward to the class myself. I mean, I've taught this this booklet many, many, many times, but I've never sat under uh, uh, not teaching it. And and so Sarah, thank you for for making the doodle that was fast. Mashallah. Uh, I'm going to put that also. in in the document right now. Okay. note you can vote for as many times as you want. Important point, we read just the first three sections for the entire course or just for the the first lecture. Uh, The goal is to go through the entire text uh, uh, in the next week very very rich text okay any other questions about so that starts tomorrow same time same everything everything else is the same so you don't have to go through depression for missing so hopefully adnan have some more lights behind him tomorrow yeah dude you gotta, you gotta <laughs> look more happy because. I am married to a woman named Noor, so there's a lot of light in my oh, life. <laughs> Masha <laughs> So, okay, so you see the humor is already there. We have different style of uncle jokes, you know. This is the New Jersey school of uncle jokes. You know, Masha Allah. Okay, although you're in Boston. Okay, last point, uh, which is more of a continuation of what we covered today. And, and so when we look at Al-Fatiha, uh Share screen again. Oh, why did I even leave that? Okay. In the most traditional commentaries on al-Fatiha, as we are reciting al-Fatiha, Allah Ta'ala is responding. So one point to think about when we spoke about dua is that when we spoke about the prayer of the heart and the prayer of the tongue, that uh, if I'm at the Islam level, I'm making these duas according to what I believe my heart is seeking. And if my dua gets answered, I get surprised. If I'm at the iman level, I know exactly what my heart is seeking, and I pray accordingly. If I'm at Ihsan, then everything is communication between me and Allah, everything. And so if I'm teaching you, I'm at the Islam level, I'm teaching you as each and every one of you, as, as Hana, as Suleiman, as Wutfi, as Nur, so forth, and so on. If I'm at the Iman level, as I'm teaching you, I keep, getting reminded, I keep getting reminded of Allah, as though each of you is an ayah of Allah. And if I'm at the Ihsan level, it's all of that, but even deeper, I'm in communication with Allah. Allah, Allah is putting all of these things before me, each and every one of you before me. How do I respond? To and the goal is to respond with excellence and perfection of, of faith. So, so then <clears throat> what we're saying also in Al-Fatiha, even though this is a dua to Allah, he is also responding as I recite it. Good. And so as I'm saying, bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, alhamdulillahi Allah Ta'ala is saying, my servant has done hamd of me. Ar-Rahman rahim And my my servant has has praised me. wa oh, and then Maliki my servant has has expressed uh, my, my majidness, my, my majesty. And then I split this between myself and my servants. And then that I will give whatever my servant is asking for. And so a point to think about this, this is literally one of the base foundational commentaries of Al-Fatiha. You'll see this in in all of the, the, just about all the traditional commentaries. And first point to think about, is the fact that I'm reciting, Allah is immediately responding. Now, who to whom is he saying these things? We can infer that he's saying these things to the angels. So think about when we spoke about like the higher council and lower council of angels. And then how would angels then respond? What can we infer? That by Allah praising uh praising me for reciting this, the angels are then also praising me and are also making do for me. Okay. And then in terms of splitting this, so Al-Fatiha is split between the Creator and us. What we just saw with today's big exercise is the whole Qur'an is split between us and the Creator. Here is who we are to the Creator, here is who the Creator is to us. So that's that big screen we filled up with all these different things that it says about Allah Ta'ala. But what else are we saying here? that it's easy in dunya to fall into the search for validation from others, yeah. especially if you're young, but this is this applies to all ages. And we're saying that all I need to do is, in reciting al-Fatiha, I'm getting validation from Allah He is speaking about me. So the most majestic of majestic is speaking about me in the most majestic <laughs> circles. Yeah. And then you and I are also taught that when we are in a circle, that angels descend upon us. Now, this is not quite a traditional circle, but I do believe it is fair to assume, inshallah, that angels are descending upon all of us in this class, inshallah, right? And so the point is that the most essential, essential element of the Quranic worldview is that Allah Ta'ala has created us in service to him and has made this door wide open to get closer to him. That's the most essential thing to take from all of what we've covered. But how to manifest that is what we covered, going ayah by ayah by ayah. How to train myself for that whole process is to go through ayah by ayah. And so even, like we said, most of the Quran is focused on how do I think? And then the actions are to support that style of thinking. Because what is sharia in its most simple sense? It's behaving in a healthy way. It's behaving in a wholesome way. To keep my thinking clear in my relationship with Allah. That if I do something unwholesome, unhealthy, violating sharia, I'm going to be darkening my heart, and thus I'm going to be uh, obscuring my clarity. So that is the most essence of this entire search that we have in this dunya. That even Rumi, he has this whole passage where he says, okay, if you forget everything in life, don't forget the one thing, which is your purpose. And your purpose is to have faith. And because you have faith that Allah Ta'ala has, or because that's your purpose, Allah Ta'ala has given you the highest level of value. And do not sell yourself short with anything uh, other than fulfillment of your value. And your value is to direct yourself to Allah Ta'ala. So having said that, any other last questions about anything at all? We've gone way, way over time, inshallah, but um, oh man, I just left the meeting. Okay, so let me, let me. Any questions about uh, uh, anything at all? Last questions about today's material, previous material? Nothing. Nothing at all. I have answered all your questions down to your depths. Uh, OK, oh, so, so Sadie is typing. Course 2 starts from Inshallah the first Ramadan. Inshallah the first Ramadan. I'm a moonsider. And so so what day is Ramadan or what night is Ramadan supposed to begin? Uh, like Tuesday night, Wednesday night? Anybody know? People said the 23rd is supposed to be the first fast. I don't even know how to use a calendar on this. Um, So 23rd, so Wednesday night is tentatively the first night. So either we will finish uh, Adnan's course on Wednesday night, or we'll start my course on Wednesday night. And then we'll continue uh, through, and then you'll also have a test on that, that one too. If you want to get to course number three. All right, so we got some questioning. Did you mention Allah speaking to the angels when reviewing the Quran? I was thinking He is speaking to us, especially Al Fatiha. So, here what I'm saying is that He is responding to us, but just while I'm reciting Al Fatiha, He's speaking to the angels about us. He's speaking to the angels about me, what Allah I'm reciting. Okay. Any other questions about anything, anything at all? Yes. Leith, Fireway. Uh, oh, good question. Uh, so, Luffy, so, does he do something like that with every dua or just al-Fatiha? Uh, it is said, or it seems to be, that there are parallels with every dua, uh, uh, especially in terms of his response to others. But this is, here we're speaking primarily about uh, al-Fatiha. Meaning there's multiple ways in which uh, the angels are also responding. So Surah al-Fusilat, this is Surah 41, around Ayah 31 to 33, somewhere around there, is that if you you say, you know, my Lord is Allah, Rabun Allah, and then you're being upright, then angels are also going to descend to reinforce you. And then there's other narrations that if you X, Y, Z, angels are going to pray for you, and if that's your normal practice, they're going to pray for you even at your grave. And so what I'm saying is that there's a whole, a whole, That's literally a whole book worth of of material. Are shame and remorse included in the fundamental sentiments? Uh, I think, yeah, maybe we'll include those, Uh, uh, but they're not directly uh, uh, in the text. But uh, let me think about those. I mean, so fundamental, don't think of it as a hard and fast uh, rule. These are foundational. But uh, remorse, I think is a good thing to put there. Any other questions about anything with EX, Lidfi? And no other questions? All right, then. Then we will stop right here and uh, did I remember to record this? Yeah, I did. Okay. Subhanakallahumma bihamdika nasheedu illa ilaha illa anta nashtafiruka tu bi lake. Subhanakallahumma bihamdika nasheedu illa ilaha illa anta nashtafiruka tu bi lake. Subhanakallahumma bihamdika nasheedu illa ilaha illa anta nashtafiruka tu bi lake. May Allah Ta'ala reward you all. I just realized we forgot to do a jazakallah exercise, but shall you keep doing it anyway, and. This is the end of all that I have to say. Wa'akhridawana. Anilhamdulillaha Rabbil Alameen. Wassalamu alaikum wa